The Sunday Baroque podcast is made possible by WSHU and the Friends of Sunday Baroque. You can find out more about the Friends of Sunday Baroque and find out how to become one yourself by visiting our website, sundaybaroque.org, under the Contact tab. Over the course of his career, cellist Beyonce Sang has received numerous awards, including an Avery Fisher Career Grant, a Grammy nomination, and a bronze medal in the International Tchaikovsky Competition, among others. The New Yorker has performed as a soloist with top orchestras across the globe and has collaborated as a chamber musician with musicians such as Yo-Yo Ma and Leon Fleischer. He cultivated his talents at Yale, Harvard, and Juilliard, and now he is inspiring the next generation as division head of strings at Butler. School of Music at the University of Texas at Austin. Beyond Sang has a new recording of the six cello suites by Johann Sebastian Bach played on an extraordinary instrument, and he joins me on Zoom to talk about it. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. So before we talk about your new recording, this is a challenging time in the world, and, yeah. it, you know, it's a pandemic. It's affected lots of people and it's affected us all differently. How are you doing in general with, you know, quarantining and have you been pursuing any special hobbies or how's it been going for you? It's been good and um, and bad <laughs> for everybody. Luckily, no one has gotten sick. So we have that to be thankful for. Um, teaching has been difficult, um, but we've we've uh, managed and, and learned newer ways to, to deal and to, to listen and to, to use that to our advantage. Um, this time has been great for my family in the sense that um, I've had a lot of quality family time. You know, I haven't traveled, obviously, um, uh, during all of COVID, uh, I didn't get to travel. And so my kids got to see me. I, um, and I, um, I finally learned after all these years how much my kids missed me, Aww. you know, and wanted me at home. So, so that was really great. You know, and our first firstborn um, has just left the coop and, and is now uh, on his own in L.A., mm -hmm. um, so that, it was very good timing in that sense. So uh, good, good and, and bad. Wow. Wow. So let's first talk about the cello suites by Bach. Uh, these are pretty much the holy grail for every serious cellist. Why is that? And, and what makes this music such catnip for cellists? Oh, I, it, okay. Well, there's nothing else like it. Um, I mean, since um, Casals at the age of 13 discovered them in the late 19th century um, and then started to perform them and recorded them, of course, they've become uh, such an important part of our, our music. Um, and since then, a number of composers like Kodai, Casado have written uh, solo pieces, but nothing like these were in Britain too. The Britain suites are, are, are incredible. Um, but so for example, the Britain suites, I mean, they're, they're extremely challenging, um, but they're almost more, I mean, I think a, a musician or a player can appreciate those pieces far better than, than these box suites, which anybody can appreciate. Um, the, the, 
what I think what I love most about these sweets is that they're um, they're almost like miniatures. Um, you know, I think of the, the the compare them to this the violin sonatas and partitas or the Brandenburg concerti. They're not huge like those pieces, which which are also amazing, but can actually I find can be kind of tiring. You know, after a while, it's like there's there's so much. In, you know, invention going on, but it goes on for so long. It's like, you know, it's like, oh my God, you, you, get, you have to study these pieces for so long to really, whereas the cello suites, I mean, they're, they're, they're smaller and, and in a way it's almost like, God, he was hundreds of years ahead of himself, right? Because that's how we take in our, yeah. our, our, our information and, and, and entertainment these days is in short snippets. <laughs> and, and so these, they're, they're just timeless in, in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool that, uh, uh, I mean, not only are there dances, but they're dances from different countries. And so um, it's almost like getting a tour of, of Europe, with, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think also what's so unique about these pieces is that, and what also makes them hard, uh, difficult to, to play and to learn is that there's, literally no instruction other than the notes themselves. I mean, there, there's only, uh, um, in the sixth suite, only in the very beginning does he mark some dynamics, and that's it, in all the six suites. And so the, the choice is left entirely up to the performer to figure out what, what does he mean by these, these notes? I mean, where, what's he doing with this? And, and so it leaves a lot, um, a lot of leeway for the for the interpreter you know to decide mm -hmm. well this is how i feel you know mm -hmm. and and I, that that uh, by, by the way is one of the joys of teaching is you know every time a new set of students come in i get to hear it yet another different way and it's like hey you know i like that maybe i'll i'll steal it the next time i i play these yeah 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 you you touched on something that is so fascinating to me because now you you've kind of explained um what i was what I was going to ask you, so many uh, cellists have recorded the cello suites multiple times. I mean, Janusz Starker yeah. was like five times, and Yo-Yo right. Ma just came out with his third recording of them. And um, so I guess maybe that's that's the key to it. What you just said is that there's just sort of so much there, and because there's nothing that's, or very little that's specified, you really have a lot of uh, interpretive Absolutely. ability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it's it's obviously a huge undertaking just to record them once. But then once you record it, it's like you want to do it all over again, and you you do want to have that second and third and fourth chance to to record it again. Uh, of course, that's that's the beauty of live performance, right? Is that every every performance is going to be different, and and right. and that's why we cherish live performance so much. Yeah, yeah. So for your recording, you use this rarely heard seventeen thirteen. Base of Spain Stradivarius cello. It is a few years older than the box suites themselves. That's right. Um, this is an extraordinary instrument. I I have a, a cellist friend. He said this is one of the greatest cellos ever. And um, how did you come to have this instrument to use for your recording? Well, I've been going to the uh, Seattle Chamber Music Festival um, for now the Seattle Chamber Society uh, for. 25 years now wow. and um, one of the the, uh, the 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 patrons and um, audience members is David Fulton who um, 
happens to love, well, he, he's a violinist himself, um, but he loves collecting string instruments. Mm -hmm. And at one point, and, and he, he had, uh, I think it was really the, the, the greatest collection of, of violins, violas, and cellos, and, and bows as well. Um, and so I'd go over to his, his place and try out his instruments, and, and it was one of the cellos that, that he had. Uh, and, and he was generous enough to loan these out for uh, um, performances in Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, and when I had the, the courage to record these uh, suites, I asked him if I could borrow the bass of Spain, and he said yes. Wow. Wow. That's a good friend to have. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good friend to have. Wow. That is, that's extraordinary. So, um, you know, uh, my producer, Julie Fredino, and I were talking before this interview, and, you know, she was saying, you know, it's just, that's one of the astonishing things about classical music is that, you know, not, not only the music, but in this case, the instrument is so old and yet still living and still making music and still revered and so what's that like i mean not just not only the 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 opportunity to use this instrument but literally what is it like to reach back into history in this way yeah you know so um it's a it's interesting that you you put it that way because yeah it's a piece of history yet um the cello is not set up the way it was set up back when it was first made. I mean, it has a, it has a modern um, uh, setup with, with higher um, strings, mm -hmm. steel strings, um, a, uh, a Belgian bridge. Um, I'm playing on a, um, a, a, a bow that was not made at that time. Oh. Um, so... On the, on the one hand, yeah, this is this piece of history that that is uh, just as just like the box suites is just as good, if not better, than anything that's made today, right? Um, but uh, uh, but I'm playing on it in in um, in a modern setup, and I guess my approach to the suites could be considered modern as well, right? Mm. So it's it's kind of cool in that way, right? That mm -hmm. that you've got these this instrument that was made back then and but it's now been modernized if you will and yeah. and i'm playing these box suites that have been around for hundreds of years and i'm coming about it with a with a modern approach although i do consider myself to be an old-fashioned cellist what does that mean <laughs> i think that it, it means that there's this kind of what what I don't know might be described as the golden era of string playing when you think about like Yasha Heifetz, Gregor Piatigorsky, mm -hmm. Pablo Casals, um, and it's a different um, stylistic approach, a different aesthetic mm -hmm. um, to string playing that just really speaks to me. Um, so. I don't know. That, that's how I. That's how I hear myself. I, mm -hmm. I'm sure by osmosis, you know, uh, I, I've got Yo-Yo in me. I've got Rostropovich in me. I've got you know, a, a lot more modern influences as well. But yeah. that's just the kind of style of playing that I, I associate with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in general, what makes a great 
cello. I, I know that you usually, I think you usually play a pretty modern instrument. I do, yeah. Um, what I feel makes, uh, you know, it, it's different, I think, for cello versus violin um, because cellists have to deal with projection all mm -hmm. the time. Um, and usually the larger the instrument, the, the, the more difficult it is to speak, um, to get the strings going. Um, so for me, what, what, uh, what's important in the instrument is, is how easy it speaks. Um, and, and then of course the, the range of color, um, and in the instance of the, the base of Spain, not only do you have all of that, but you have perhaps the loudest cello oh. <laughs> ever created. Wow. I remember uh, at rehearsal, I think it was one of the first times I played on that, that bar, that cello, and, and was playing the Mendelssohn um, D major cello sonata with um, my dear colleague Anton Nell. Um, and we were rehearsing um, he was staying with this host who had a nine-foot Steinway. Mm. A huge, huge instrument, huge sound. And Anton was saying this: this is like a, a soloist, you know, instrument made for Carnegie Hall. Yeah. And and that's a that that sonata is not forgiving in terms of balance. Um, but I'm playing and I'm thinking, Anton, yeah, you could play louder. Oh. <laughs> wow. And, and you know, I just felt like he couldn't cover me. That that's wow. that's how magnificent that cello is as far as projection. But it's got everything in and I can't remember the the story the behind why it's titled the base of Spain. Um it actually doesn't have to do with the sound. It wasn't named that because of the bass in the cello, but uh the reality is that cello does have one of the best bases of uh, bass sound of wow. low sounds of, of any cello I've ever played on. Wow. Do you have any plans to use it again for any future recordings? I would love to. Um, it's unfortunately in Russia now. Oh. <laughs> it's so hard to get to. Oh. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yes. Dave, Dave ended up, he, he sold it. It, oh yes, he he started to sell it. Where he's, I think he's almost sold his entire collection now. Oh. Yeah. Wow! Thank goodness you got that recording made. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So, what are your favorite movements of the box suites? I know that's like asking your favorite kid, but you know, but there are oh, there have yeah. to be certain movements that really just feel right in your fingers and just speak to you. Uh, I think you know it. it probably depends upon my my mood you know um because each one yeah speaks speaks to you in such a different way i've probably played the third suite the most um it's just so alive and happy and and um and so i i, I love playing that especially the the berets you know if i um if i'm just kind of like let's say i pick up a new instrument and i want to try it out i might i might play those blu-rays sure. um but that being said probably the f my most favorite movement might be the sarban to the fifth suite oh. because of the genius 
of how much he says with so little. Um, hmm. You know, there. Uh, I if I were to count, I count the number of notes. I mean, it, there's there's literally like I don't know maybe less than a hundred notes <laughs> in the entire movement. Yeah. Um, but an incredible, um, deep, um, emotional, you know, visceral response that, that one can get from, from listening and, and of course, playing, playing mm -hmm. that, that movement. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm. So do you think you will record the Bach cello suites again? Just like I hope Starker so. and Yo-Yo Ma? And... I, I hope so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, not, uh, uh, oh, so one, one other thing that, you know, playing on that bass of Spain really um, was, was eye-opening in terms of like what an instrument is, can, can possibly do, right? And, mm -hmm. and so forever that, that will be my, my holy grail of, <laughs> of what, uh, you know, I look for in an instrument. But um, I have to say that my, my modern cello that I play on, this, this Wayne Burak cello from 2011, um, it probably gives me, I feel like, I don't know, at least 95% of what that base of Spain gave me. You know, oh. there's an ease to it, uh, ease in playing that I find, I feel liberated when uh, playing on this modern instrument that because I have another t old Italian instrument from 19, uh, 1746 um, a Giovanni Bianchi um, that's a beautiful sound and it's in its own way it's much darker and and, and um, uh, maybe chocolatey mm. um, compared to the bass of Spain um, but it's hard to play it, and oh. it has to be set up just so and hmm. and there's like this one uh guy that i'll go to in boston um who could set it up and and when when it come out of the shop from from his setup it, it's like oh wow okay this i, I can i can work with this oh. but it it just it has to be always in perfect shape <laughs> otherwise it's it loses that you know that elasticity and the, and the ability to just do whatever and uh, whereas oh. this bureau cello that i'm playing on it's like um it just works yeah. and yeah. you know um if i feel like uh, it, it it needs um uh, it needs something I, i'll just put a new set of strings on and mm -hmm. boom it's it's yeah. back to back to square one it's yeah great maybe the other is like a you know sort of quirky classic car or whatever that doesn't get yeah, driven enough absolutely. you know <laughs> that's right yeah 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 so you chose to record the box suites at the bustier chapel in seattle how'd you pick that that location was that in any way related to the cello's resonance yeah, yeah. And projection? It, 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 it was it was uh done there because um the cello that's where there's the home <laughs> the cellos was was at that time oh. um, living in seattle Right. Um, so, I uh, yeah, that's that's why I found a place mm -hmm. in in Seattle. So it's a chapel. It. I'm assuming it's a, a fairly small space. Yeah, it's like a medium sized um, space. Mm -hmm. uh, probably uh, uh, picking off the top of my head, maybe um, a two hundred by seventy five. 
square foot, you know, 75 feet wide, 200 feet long, and but very tall, uh, maybe 40 feet tall. Oh, so okay. pr- pretty, pretty nice space. Hmm. Um, yeah, the, 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 the recording um, uses just the, the hall sound. There's no added reverb. Oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. That's really, you know, as you were saying earlier, you know, it, the considerations for when you're recording are really different than when you're trying to play in a big hall and try and absolutely a, a concert yes. hall, you know. And uh, yeah. if you've got an instrument like that, you really want to let it do all the talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I have been speaking with cellist Bjorn Sang, who recorded Johann Sebastian Bach's cello suites on the. Base of Spain cello, Stradivarius instrument. Thank you very much for making time. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. ¶¶ 